Welcome to The Time Is Now. I am your host, Michael Stafford. It is Wednesday, July the 28th. Mm, time is flying. Time is flying. This week, A-A-A-A-Ron decided to have his last dance with the Packers. With the NBA season over, it's time for the best part of the NBA, and that is the off season. But first, we got to talk about Simone Biles. Mm, mm, mm. We got a great one this week for you guys. So sit back and relax, and I'll see you on the other side. All right, welcome back. Welcome back into the time is now. Man, I'm sorry. It, it usually air on Tuesdays. <sighs> Got to push it back a day because simply, simply, I was tired. I was tired, guys. I apologize. I was tired. Had a long weekend uh, celebrating uh, my anniversary and whatnot. And uh, then so many different other excuses. Busy with work, you know, um, which is which is actually at, um, a promoter of this show, Pure Diamond Autos had me very busy this past couple of weeks. People got money to spend and they're buying cars. Let me know if you need something. Anyway, oh, we got to start with Simone Biles. And I'm not here to, well, I actually have mixed feelings. I'm sorry. We're going to get into it. Um, if you don't know, uh, she, she backed out of her uh, team exercises competition just the other day and um she got a case of uh where she didn't know they called them the twisties she was in midair and you can see it actually you can see when she's running up she looked a little uncertain of herself she looked a little uncertain of herself and uh she looked worried running up to it she got in the air she got an episode of the twisties lost her place you can see if you watch you can see her eyes just going all over the place she lost her place in the air and um she landed horribly never seen her do anything like that we've seen her be less than perfect before we've seen her land and make a stumble which is human that's what most people do but we've seen her stick so many landings where it's like are you human but she landed horribly i actually thought she was hurt the way she kind of hobbled off when she got off you could tell um that she looked a little worried and bothered uh she started looking less perfect and this is where we're going to go. Then she comes back out with, uh, with her trainer or whomever, medical staff. And um, she's pretty much doing the towel. Like, I, I I can't do this. I I have these things going on and yada, yada, yada. So when you hear the other players, the other teammates, they said, you know, we were, when they asked them questions, we were thrown into the fire and, uh, we were a little caught off guard because she's our leader. But they're saying, see, if you think of it, when they up on the on the up there getting interview right after when they take away the silver, they were heavily favored to get the gold, and they narrowly lost to Russia, but it's ROC whatever, and lost and 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 uh, got end up with the silver. Most people would be happy with the silver, but when you're heavily favored, kind of like Ledecky in swimming, 
when you're heavily favored, like the like the bas- men's basketball, even women's basketball, you might end up with bronze this year. We'll talk about that later. When you're heavily favored, you end up with silver. It's not like you end up with silver because you were just beaten. You end up with silver because your leader pretty much quit. Now, people might get mad and say it's controversial and mental this and mental that. What about Kevin Love and 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 DeRozan and and Osaka? What she did for Japan. Osaka got eliminated early. Mental health reasons. <sighs> this is the thing. Her best friend on the team, she helped inspire in Jordan Child. She did not even want to compete. She was going to, she was done with gymnastics, as reports would say. She was done with gymnastics until the GOAT, Simone Biles, got her back into it. She's been the life of the party, dancing, having a good time. I haven't seen anything like that since Dominique Dawes with the smile and, and the, the charisma. And she said it. I had to come off the bench. You know, I had to do it for the team. The other young ladies, had to pick up the pick up the slack. They said I, we went through a funk. We were afraid. We didn't know what to do. We we were, but I did it for the team. But Simone Biles, when she was first hit with a little bit of adversity, said she couldn't go. If you listen to her interviews, I was shocked to hear how I guess she's speaking truth, but she sounded so cocky. Now they had other things saying that they were penalizing her because of of, of, of difficulty because things for her just don't seem so difficult. So they had to find a new barometer of difficult. See, that that's moving the goalpost, like Will Chamberlain, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, or Lou Alcindor when he was in college. Even Shaq. They're so dominant, we have to change the rules. George Mikan. Let's find someone white, please, because it seems very one-sided. But, but someone who's just so dominant, they had to move the goalpost back. And when she was hit with adversity for the first time, it appears, in a professional career, she couldn't pull it through. She couldn't muster up the strength for her team. Because even if she did not her best, maybe 80% of her best, I believe they still could have taken home gold, taken home gold. So what is that? And then I want to bring up the mental thing. And, and this is a big thing right now, the whole mental thing and how I can't do because of this. I believe social media is a big part of it. Such a cesspool. And kids today are born into it. Where you need to have uh, some sort of, uh, I lost my words, some sort of validation from strangers, millions and millions of strangers worldwide. We have people who are trolls who just want to do anything to see you fail just so they can talk crap about you. That's the age we live in. And who knows? A lot of stuff gets into their head. Nowadays, people are just so mentally fragile. And it sucks. And I wish her the best. I hope she comes back strong. However, she needs to dig deep and know that it's okay to be human. It's okay to stumble and fall. But you check you check the true testament of a character of a person. It's not when you fall. It's how you get up. And right now, her character's being tested. Hope she comes back and does the single trials. I think I heard something like she was done, period. I hope that's not the case. All right, so with that being said, as as the United States women's gymnastics team took home the silver, we have a clear picture so far. By the time you guys hear this, this could drastically change because they're going on 24-7, these games, which is amazing, by the way. Number one in gold count is China. Japan is also tied with them with 11. So what the tiebreaker is, they go with total 
they go a total uh, medal count gold silver and bronze so right now china has and japan are tied with 11 but china has a total of 24 medals united states third with 10 gold medals and we have the most total medals in 30 because we have so many bronze and silver we're by far lapping people in bronze and silver uh we're just a second place team and kind of it's it's great because we we sent so many people so many teams so many things out that of course we should have the most medals but when our leading medal count is silver and bronze what does that mean it's an indicative of this nation i feel like we're a nation of a bunch of c plus students everybody's in the middle but that's neither here or there did you know this though in um in the olympics right now they have five new sports one of them being skateboarding the other one is surfing i thought surfing's been there for a while another is karate i thought karate's been there for a while but actually it was judo and fencing and whatnot and then um there's also uh sport climbing that's so interesting there's another sport um where the i forgot what it's called when the guys are um there's a term for it when the guys are flipping and bouncing and jumping off of different platforms that'll be a cool sport i don't know how they'll put that in olympic sports but we got to wait and see on that so that's what's new I thought the three-on-three tournament, the three-on-three basketball, was new, but actually it's been around since, I think they say, 2016. I never noticed it. And they also said that you can have pro uh, basketball players playing in it. That'll be interesting. I want to see the guys from the three-on-three, the big three league. I want to see those guys. I want to see the veterans who retire come and play in this, because that's what they do all the time. I think that's where they got the idea because um, Ice Cube's been doing this longer than it's been around Olympic-wise. So you get a lot of those players who play in this every summer and get and let them get some Olympic gold. That'll be amazing to have washed-up NBA talent go out there and wax the world. Mm, I will be here to tune in for it. In the future, they have breakdancing, or they're going to call it breaking, be the new Olympic sport at that time. That'll be interesting to see. So um, it's I say it's 30 years or so too late, 40 years too late, but not necessarily. It just goes to show how far hip hop has taken things that hip hop, a hip hop born thing or entity, I should say, has made it to a point where it's ingrained into the fabric of life worldwide because they can't make an Olympic sport until it's to be competitive worldwide. And when you saw the influx of breaking and and hip hop culture in Asia, where they have probably the most population in the earth, it took off. Now you see it everywhere, UK, Australia, and of course in Africa, come on. So when you see that and it's worldwide, now it's gonna be an Olympic sport. That's just, I'm grinning ear to ear guys. I'm really grinning ear to ear. So that's amazing. Going out more with the um, Olympics right now. Um, Olympic basketball team bouncing back from their defeat to France and to beat Iran, blowing them out. Really doesn't say much to me. They played the Czech Republic on the 31st at uh, 8 a.m. Uh, I believe it's 8 a.m. Eastern time. They played Czech Republic on July the 31st. Check that one out. See how they do. They should blow those boys out by 40. But it's still not letting me know to see if they'll be uh, a, a contender for the gold. I still strongly believe they'll be a bronze team. But they might be silver, but I still feel like they're going to be a bronze team. I don't feel like this team has the leadership that they need. And um, until they embrace Popovich's style and moving the ball 
very well and adapting to these rules, these feeble rules. Um, I think McGee should be perfect playing defense in these rules. Just snatch the ball off the rim. Just snatch it off the rim. One thing I did want to add, and I almost forgot when it comes to the men's basketball team, Olympic basketball team, I feel as if they should strongly consider. Okay. Because the three-point line is closer in international play, right? Which means the lane is more condensed, which means there's less trapping, less free-flowing, and you can still hand-check. So it's kind of like the NBA in the 80s and how we used to say how these guys couldn't play at this time and you get off my lawn and all these different things. And it's kind of looking true as the rest of the world seems tougher than the NBA. How many times in the NBA do we complain about the different soccer rules of people flopping and all that stuff brought to you by Vlade Divac? We always deemed the Europeans weaker. Not until we had Giannis Antetokounmpo. (laughs) This man had a hyperstending knee, came back a week later and was like, what's good? I'm going to put up a 50 burger on you and win the championship. I digress. Now, these guys are being out physical, complaining to the refs. And I had to tell somebody in the group, I said, listen, no one in the league gets more texts for complaining to the refs than Luka Doncic. So we're not going to go there. But at the end of the day, adjusting to these rules, with the lane not being as open to do the things you need to do to cut to the basket, to to get those easy shots, to get those alley-oops and lobs, harder to get unless you're on a fast break, which brings me to my next point playing pressure defense. You should be picking up these guys 60 feet, 80 feet if you can. You have depth. That's the way I coach. I coach pressuring them three-quarter length court. And then if his game is tight late, full court, press. Because the way I coach my teams, I coach them on speed and athleticism. For defense, all you need is speed, athleticism, and heart, which I call determination. If you actually care, you don't need talent to play defense. Yes, you have to be some form of a physical specimen, but it takes true talent to have ball handles and to shoot and to finish around the rim. That takes skill that some guy at the park just can't live up to on an NBA level. But damn it, you give me a good football player, a track star who can run around. They can play. I can coach them to play defense, force a turnover, and push it the other way. There's no team in the Olympics right now that have more NBA players on there. There's no team in the Olympics right now that has more athleticism from, from 1 to 12 than the USA Olympic team. So change your defensive strategies and get more easy buckets. That's one. Two getting coached after right now two because the lane's more condensed like i said earlier you can't do the things you want to do now you have someone out here like damian lillard and booker and kd you got snipers you got snipers these guys have been tricked in their brain with the depth procession they're they're so used to shooting these longer threes that is like two steps or so further back than the line so when they approach the line, they're in their mind, they're thinking they're shooting a longer shot. Go back and watch the tape. Most of these misses are hitting the back of the rim. They're shooting it too hard because they're not used to the three-point line being this close. Easy adjustment. 
the defenders are not going to play you 30 feet. Dame, what you did in the NBA shooting those logo threes, you could do the same thing here. But to make it easier on yourself, shoot from your natural three-point line. Shoot two feet back from that three-point line. When you pull up, they won't guard it. You come out, kick the ball inside, be like towards the half-court line, step a foot forward a half-court line, step into the three, shoot it two, three feet behind the three-point line on, on, on the international line, and you will hit it, you will go in. You will shoot more threes, play tough defense, and you should be blowing everyone out. There's your quick adjustment. That's what you do moving forward. This show is brought to you by Pure Diamond Auto. With Pure Diamond Auto, they take the dirt out of the car business and make it pure. Pure Diamond Auto has a team of former finance and sales managers who can guide you through all the tricks of the trade. Go to www.purediamondautola.com today and use promo code TIME for a free consultation. That's promo code TIME. That's purediamondautola.com. What can I say? I love PDA. All right, all right. It's my favorite part of the show. It's the happy birthday. So let's go. We got Triple H turning 52 this week. Scotter Diggins turning 31. And Hall of Fame coach Doug Collins turning 70 this week. Misty May Trainers turning 44 this week. Chris Mullen is turning 58 this week. Hope Solo turning 40. AJ Green, wide receiver for the Cincinnati Bengals, is turning 33 this week. Manu Ginobili is turning 45. And Tory Lanes is turning 29. And the Kobe stopper, Ruben Patterson, is turning 46. Kiki Vandere is turning 63. And Winnie Harlow is turning 27 this week. Dolph Ziggler from the WWE is turning 41 this week. Wesley Snipes, darkness, is turning 59 this week. Kristaps Porzingis, the unicorn, is turning 26 this week. And loving you, it's easy because you're beautiful. Maya Rudolph is turning 49 this week. And Coolio is turning 58. Laura Laughlin is turning 57 this week, and Soldier Boy Teller turning 31 this week. Jordan Speed is turning 28 this week, and he would have educated his birthday, but then he got high. Do, do, do. Afro Man's turning 47. Dana White's turning 52 this week. Jason Momoa's turning 42. And Terry Crews is turning 53. Dak Prescott turning 28. Vivica A. Fox turning 57. And he'll be back. Arnold Schwarzenegger's turning 74 this week. Hillary Swank's turning 47, and Lil Uzi Vert's turning 27. Adam Pac-Man Jones is turning 36 this week, and Tom Green is turning 50. And J.K. Rollins, the author of Harry Potter novels, is turning 56 this week. And finally, Mark Cuban is turning 63. We have some honorable mentions. Jackie Kennedy Onassis, who passed away in 1994, would have been 92 this week. And Henry Ford, the inventor and entrepreneur, passed away in 1947, would have been 158 this week. And Wes Craven, author and director of all those scary tales, including Freddy Krueger, passed away in 2005, would have been 82 this week. That's all the birthdays we have this week, guys. Now, back to our show. 
let's transition to the NBA. In the NBA, we have a lot, a lot, a lot of talking going on. A lot of shaking going on, as uh, Elvis would tell you. <laughs> we already had some trades. Valachunas getting moved. Steve Adams getting moved. And, and this, is what, this is what sparks it. You get the players who are key players, but not the big names that have been moved off the board yet. So many things happening in free agency. And it seems like it's very point guard oriented. And the ones who control the board for the point guards is two players. Primarily Chris Paul. What is he going to do? Is he going to opt in? Is he going to opt out? Is he going to do a sign-in trade? If he does so, where is he going to go? Is he just going to go uh, opt out and just sign directly with New York or Chicago or just re-up with Phoenix? So what is he going to do? I feel like he's going to opt out no matter what to get his money. He's offered to get about $43 million if he just opts in, but he only has one year left of his contract. This man is either going to try to make his money or he's always going to try to make his money. I feel like he's who the Lakers want first. And I know you guys hate hearing about Lakers, but this is where it, it, every season it's the same thing. We have 18 players going to the Lakers. We got Damian Lillard. We got Westbrook. We got Bill. We got Chris Paul. DeMar DeRozan. We'll get into that in a little bit. Everybody's going to the Lakers. So get over it. But they're not. But my point is, where's Chris Paul going to go? Then after that, we have another unrestricted free agent in Mike Conley. I feel like he's going to re-up. We got Kyle Lowry. That's another one. Getting paid big bucks. Is he going to look to just try to go win a ring? Are they going to do a sign and trade? He's another one rumored to go to the Lakers. But Chris Paul is all going on Chris Paul where he goes. If he goes, if he doesn't go to the Lakers, then the Lakers are going to look at Kyle Lowry next. I don't feel like Alonzo uh, Ball's on the table at all anymore. He's also another domino in this whole thing. Because depending on where Chris Paul goes, that means Lonzo's going to the other team. So, like, say, for instance, Chris Paul stays in Phoenix. Lonzo's going to New York. Chris Paul goes to New York. Lonzo's going to Chicago. I truly believe that's how it's going to work. Another place Kyle Lowry is looking to be moved to, he's obviously not going back to the Raptors. We all know this. Another place is looking, they're retooling. They're, going, they're trying to get younger, not older. Kyle Lowry may go to one or two places. There's two places Kyle Lowry can go. One we spoke of already was the Lakers. That's a high probability they were trying to trade for him midseason. Another is back home in Philly. But that's another domino. So if Philly somehow acquires Kyle Lowry, will it be a straight-up trade with Ben Simmons? Or will they look to move Ben Simmons out west? That takes me to my next point. Ben Simmons. Where should Ben Simmons go? That's the million-dollar question. And where Ben Simmons go, he should really play his true position. His true position, in my humble opinion, is power forward or point forward. I wouldn't even say small forward because you know why? He doesn't shoot. He'll be a stretch four, probably shoot something around the paint or what have you. He could play like a kind of a Giannis role, except he can handle the ball better and he can actually guard the perimeter better. Why not? Giannis played the four and the five. I can see Ben Simmons playing the three and the four. He should not be a point guard just because he can handle the ball and pass. No, he's not the point guard, people. Even if you start shooting one day, I don't care. He's not the point guard. Move Ben Simmons. Move him to, I say, the team that has the most assets to acquire him. I say to the Warriors. I don't think the Warriors should get Bradley Bill. I think that's a horrible move. He's not a good defender. Where the Warriors were good before. It was two things they were good at. 
and people forget on this it's like it's like the showtime lakers the lakers and the warriors what they had in common is that they played defense first and they had depth remember their moniker was strength in numbers so even though i feel like ben simmons and draymond is kind of redundant because they're defense first minded players who then also are good at distributing the ball and rebounding and steals they just don't shoot very well so they're redundant in that aspect but i feel if you have a court that has clay thompson who's coming back from a leg injury so he might not be as good defensively so you might need someone like ben simmons to pick up the slack and then you have him and draymond then you have wiseman that three-headed monster with half of what clay thompson is <laughs> that's lethal and you, and i feel like on the half court offensive set that's also lethal you can pick and choose who's going to go low because Wiseman actually can shoot a 20-footer when Ben Simmons won't even attempt it. So depending on the matchups, you can decide who's going to be low and who's going to be high. You're going to have a lot of pick-and-roll option with Wiseman this year with, with Steph. It's going to be amazing. Or even with Draymond or Clay. It's Warriors are the team to really look out for. They can do a lot of different things. They have a lot of pieces. They have Wiggins they can give up. They have the 7th and the 14th pick. They are going to move those picks. They don't want those picks. They're trying to win now. They are not trying to build for the future. So that 7 and 14 pick is going to go. Wiggins is done. But it's like, where are they going to move them? Who are they trying to get back for that? That's the question. Might have some signing trades. You can also even see uh, DeRozan possibly go on there. DeMar DeRozan is a great fit at that location. Because once again, you have that wing defender. And he actually is willing to shoot the three now. You could put DeMar DeRozan at the two or the three. Him and Klay Thompson are interchangeable. They can both start at the same time you put, and you can play uh, Draymond at the four. Don't rule that out. Don't not rule out DeMar going there. Only way DeMar is going to the Lakers is for cheap. And I don't see the San Antonio Spurs gifting him to the Lakers in a sign and trade. Don't see it happening. And I hear a lot of talks about Kuzma being moved. No matter what, guys, this offseason, as much as I love Kuzma, I am actually a Kuzma fan. I feel like he's getting a, a raw deal. I want him to leave just so we can show them how great he is. Because every time a player leaves the Lakers, they be, become an all-star, most approved player. <laughs> we They generated three all-stars from that other team. One was the sixth man of the year. Another most improved player in, in, in Julius Randle. Sixth man of the year in Jordan Clarkson. You have Brandon Egram. You have D'Angelo Russell. Those are all Laker players. Now you're gonna Now Lonzo Ball can shoot the three. That's one thing he couldn't do. Now he's shooting a three, and everybody wants him. He's going to get paid. It's crazy. It's crazy. And what's going on with the Pelicans? What are the Pelicans doing? I don't know if they're going to be able to retain Zion. One thing I do know about the Pelicans is anytime they trade a player in the last two consecutive seasons, that player is going on to win a championship, AD, and now Drew Holiday. All this talent you have there, you guys can never seem to win. What gives? Even Chris Paul used to play down there. He's done much better outside of that city. That city's only good for football people. They're not good for nothing else. That team might get moved. Speaking of teams being moved, we're going to have the expansion teams. It's coming up sooner than you think, people. And with the way that the Euro ball and the new African League is, is turning up, and you see how Nigeria put a stomp on the USA, that's not by coincidence. You have a lot, a lot, a lot more talent coming in. And the good thing about it is there'll be almost zero chance of a super team. Those of you who hate this, right now it looks pretty bad because you have a lot of teams that are bad, but they're they're trying to get rid of tanking. Once they get rid of tanking 
and they're getting better at it, you will see those teams at the bottom rise up. You'll see the teams at the top. There'll be very little teams winning 63 plus games. You won't see it much anymore. Once they get rid of all this tanking, it'll be more competitive. Once they add the two expansion teams, that's it. It's going to be very, very, very difficult. Hopefully they might. And then now, because right now you have 16 teams that make it into the playoffs. That's more than 50% of the league. There's only 30 teams. So 12 don't make it, 18 make it. And you have 13 lottery picks. You add the two teams, you now have a structure that's set up similar to the NFL. I'm sorry, not similar, but identical to the NFL, where you have four divisions in each conference. Right now it's three in each conference. You have four divisions of each conference. It'll be total harmony. Total harmony. I cannot wait for it to happen. It'll be happening sooner than you think. And by doing that, now you'll still have 16 teams that make it, and you'll have 16 teams that do not. Half have-ins and have-nots. I love it. And you still have the play-in games. So you have the two teams. You're going to have one. I already know what it's going to be. It's going to be Vegas. They've been priming it. They set it up first with a WNBA. See how it's going to take. The WNBA has more better numbers there than most places in the nation. They're top three in attendance. Look it up. The, the, the Aces are doing very well. I even go down there and look at them. I want to see my girl Cambage, Liz Cambage. So uh, the Aces doing very well down there. Now they have a baseball team. And now they have the Raiders as a football team. Basketball is, uh, basketball is next. They're going to have the NBA down there very soon. And Seattle's getting their team back. As now, Seattle's also even did an expansion with the NHL and the Krakens. And I believe some of the players from the championship team got drafted. I don't know how that works. I should have looked it up. But many of y'all don't watch hockey, so who cares? All right, so that's happening very, very soon. Teams to look out for on the horizon. We already mentioned the Warriors. What are the Lakers going to do? They have a, most of their players are unrestricted free agents. People talking about Buddy Hill. I don't really care for Buddy Hill. I think he's overpaid just to be a shooter. I'd rather they re-sign uh, McLemore for cheap. I want them to find a way to keep KCP. He plays He plays both ends of the court. Last two seasons, he's proved his worth. Um, and he's not that old. Let's see what happens. Kuzma has a very um, team-friendly contract. He's very movable. He's going to get moved. And I want what's best for him. So let him get moved. Um, Lakers can definitely use DeRozan and I believe if Lakers do get DeRozan they're also going to get Kyle Lowry there's more talk saying Westbrook's going to come I don't see how that's going to work and I don't think that will work I think he's too ball dominant I think he'll be great in a sense where when LeBron's out the game him and AD will run very well um, another thing is too Westbrook plays with a tremendous pace and LeBron brings the ball up slowly I think it is best to play with that same pace but he brings the ball up too slowly we don't need another player who can't shoot the three and can't shoot free throws that's actually a, 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 a spell the Lakers keep going through. So Westbrook is not a good fit, but Bill most likely will be traded. And if he is traded, that's going to be tough. Where would he go is the question. I don't know. I honestly don't know where he will go. I don't see where he fits. I don't think Bill's a winning player, to be honest with you guys. I don't think Bill is a winning player at all. So we'll see where he goes in the very near future. All right, to wrap this up, Oh, finally, in the NBA, we have the draft coming up tomorrow at 5 p.m. Pacific time. To wrap this up, NFL opening day is September 9th. We may talk about this um, when we come back. because This is the last uh, episode of this season. Um, opening day, September 9th, Dallas versus the Buccaneers. Who are your fantasy projections? Who you think is going to win? Who you think is going to do well? Um, the power rankings right now have the Bucs number one, have the Chiefs number two, and they have the Buffalo Bills three. That's the surprise to me. The Buffalo Bills are up to three. Green Bay's down to four, and the Baltimore Ravens are fifth. I don't agree with this at all. 
the one thing that stuck out to me is the Cleveland Browns are six. They're so good. Their quarterback is one of the bottom third quarterbacks in the league starters. So to have that quarterback there and still be considered top six in the league power rankings, that's tremendous. That's something that must be applauded. And um, just imagine if that team actually had uh, a good quarterback because I think he's very below average. So that's that. We have some power rankings. We have some fantasy projections. We'll talk more about fantasy football the week before. As we come back, we'll be back the Tuesday before that. So that'll be, what, September 7th is when we start season three of The Time Is Now. We're going to take a short break. You're listening to The Time Is Now. We do not own the rights to this music. My um shoe yabba do hippity hoo crack a bruise a trick or treat spell my feet yep I dribbity drop the hit the books get on your walk and walk out on sticks shit traps and double dress and swiggity smack some wigs kids the boogity woogity Brooklyn boys about to get a hit stick my waist bones connected to my hip bone my hip bones connected to my thigh bone my thigh bones connected to my knee bone my knee bones connected to my party ha 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 the dribbity jabba Georgia jabba not your funny bone um skip the ovals heat I'd rather have my honeycomb or purple bleeders and some like spiggity fuck the birds so well, I'll be gone. Shiver me timbers, yo, head for the hills. I pick the weeping willow and a daffodil. So back up, rock, oh, I'll pulverize my gut. Cause this little piggy gets busy and stuff. I'll read my dirty heavens to mercy, honky tonk, I get sweat. I caught a snuffle up against the smoke, the boogaloo split. I got the nooks, the cranny, the nitty gritty, 40 dose of all aboard. Cast away, hey, where's my boogaloo? Ooh, I'm steaming, I go knee. Why is everybody always picking on me? They call me Woodland Tane, and that's my game. Ask me again, and I just tell you the same. Since I'm the vocal vegetarian, huh? Stick them up free, so no pork sausages, mom. Please, a blitz shoots the breeze, Whitley D shoots his lips. Crazy, crazy shot the sheriff, yep, and I shot the gift, and that's pretty sticky, sis. Oh, yo, I got my socks off, my rocks off, my lefties go for Coco. Holly, hobby, try to zombie, try to rob me, silly stuff. Diggity, dun, 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 Like 
give a twist like Jimmy Jack. Take some fruit loops with two scoops and make it a double decker. Oh, Vince the baby, come to Papa Duke. I'm a loop, ooh, a baba loop. Boogity boo, I went from Gucci to Stussy to Figgity Flam, a goopy to Zha Zha to Yibbity Yabba Dabba, Fuji Kuchi Tally Ho. I take my stove top instead of a dinner. So maybe I'll shoot him now. Nope, maybe I'll shoot him later. Yep, I used to have a dog and finger. What's his name? Oh, so uh, B I N G O O. You do the hokey pokey, turn yourself around, hunt. So uh, dun 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 into it so many things to talk about there's always so many things i had even this week i had at least two or three things floating in my head but in essence to try to stick to topic or not to ramble over all different things i decided to stick to this one (sighs) corporal punishment meaning those who discipline their children physically um, I don't really have mixed feelings about this. I'm a strong believer that it's unnecessary. And I'll explain why. And based off my own past experiences, as I grew up as a youth, um, I was d- dealt with corporal punishment. And um, for some children, it works, I guess. Uh, what I mean by works means like uh, just the threat of the belt or the hand or anything you can possibly grab. That would scare them into submission it will make them uh uh get in line and people will use bible scriptures to saying spare the rod spare the child i believe it's taken out of context for someone like myself it made me rebel more because you know i don't know if people heard of middle child syndrome or what have you but you know i'm the middle child and uh as a middle child you already don't feel special so the moments in time, like when I would get disciplined, it would be because uh, something that would happen in school. And I didn't believe that because that person was the teacher that they deserved to disrespect me or treat me less than or, or not hear my, or not if I try to voice something to them politely, they don't want to hear it because I'm a child. Mind you, I grew up in the 80s. Things were different. When, when I went to school in um, elementary school, early years at a private school, a Christian school, uh, they still give out paddlings. They still give out whoopings. Get paddled. So my sister used to be so, uh, she used to be so, uh, what's the word, uh, embarrassed when they can hear me. They knew my my scream to the point where I got whooped so many times that I, I, I didn't even feel it anymore. All I did was feel anger. Anger developed in me and the anger with me grew and grew over the years um, to the point to where when I got older um, and I started getting bigger, my mom would try to hit me and I would just grab the belt and look at it. And she switched up her method. And one day, uh, I was talking back to my mother. And she stroked me over the head uh, with a mop. You know, back in the days, you had those mops. You had the little metal clamps to clamp it together, to clamp it in pace. Well, that the clamp, the, 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 the circular part, cracked me in the head. I was starting to bleed. Went to go complain to my father. He snatched me up, 
said, hey, you want to fight me, boy? So now I got two parents. I feel like hate me. You see, when you're dealing in that realm and certain people that you don't, you feel less love. And some people have kids. They say, I just got to keep whooping them and whooping them. This one don't get it right because this one's not receiving the message. In their mind, they don't see where they're wrong. See, where I look at it as, I look at it as people who have a failure to communicate. You have a person who's very strong-willed and they deeply believe that they've done nothing wrong so they don't understand why they're being punished physically. You have some people who raise up and get older and think that was the right way to do it, so I'm going to do the same thing to my kid. That's a form of some form of Stockholm Syndrome where you believe that it was okay for someone who raised you up and nurtured you as, a, as an infant and, and taught you how to walk, taught you how to ride a bike, helped you read, helped you write, but then when you did something they did not like, they thought it was okay to put hands on you? Some of you leaving you with welts all around your back like some form of runaway slave? Am I getting too deep for you? Where do we learn to believe that this is the way we should discipline our children? I always fear that feel that people who dwell in corporate punishment just have a hard time communicating to their child instead of speaking to them you just say i'm going to hit you remember the term do as i say not as i do where kind of bull crap is that how about you do as i do i'm going to set the president of what to be expected if i smoke well i guess i can't stop you from smoking if i'm drink well how can i tell you not to drink if I was out there having babies at 16 and 17, I should not expect anything less from you. We have to set the examples. We have to be able to talk as kids will do that too. My daughter does it. I say, hey, read this book every day. Well, you don't read every day. Damn, really? Well, I do, but you know, not in front of you. But the point is, I mean, that sounds like a smart Alec remark. If I was, if I was her age, I would have got backslapped. But we don't do that here. I don't believe in that. I don't even believe in tapping on the wrist any form of physical anything i don't agree with i just simply don't agree with it i used to think back to school when i would go to school and then uh we would act the way we always act whether it's bad or good or indifferent but now the teacher seems to be quick triggered and now if the teacher's having a bad day you would know it i don't know maybe it's a cultural class things i've talked to other people and, the, and they got time out Billy got time out. Becky got time out. I was like, what the hell's a time out? Time out of what? My parents took a time out and whoop my ass. That's what they did. He said, I'm going to take a time out and pick up your teeth off this floor. People used to go back to get the switches from. You remember getting the switches from the tree? They had you pick out your own switch to whoop your own butt with. What kind of, what kind of mental anguish? What kind of twisted sense? That's what they did. And my parents took it one step further. They went back to Africa and got African whips to whip my ass with and then hung it on the wall as decoration. My thing is, they even have another golden rule. You say, spare the rod, spare the child. How about do as I say and not do as I say, but the golden rule, do unto others as you will have them do unto you. So do you feel like it's appropriate to hit me? Then it's okay for me to hit you back, right? No, you wouldn't like that. When you cut up mom and dad, when you don't do what's right, teacher, is it okay for me to spank you or paddle you? No, it doesn't work that way. Why? Because you're older? So what you're telling me is because you're bigger than me, it's okay for you to beat up on me. Oh, so this is a form of bullying. You see how we can go down that slippery slope? You see how we could go down that slippery slope? I even take it to a point where 
I want to make sure that I raise my daughter up in a way that's best. That's best for her to be, you know, to know what love is. I don't want her to feel that it is okay for a man to put his hands on her and to still tell her that he loves her. What precedent am I setting? When I'm gone too long or, or, or I take days when I, I go on either vacation or a business trip, I don't want her to have some form of separation anxiety. There's so many different things that we teach their kids as critical ages and teaching them that we love them by putting our hands on them is something that's just not correct. I'll give you this final point. In the biblical sense, in a household, the man is the covering of that household, right? He is the covering of that household. Okay. So for that household to be blessed, he first to them must be blessed, right? So by his covering is how the blessings flow. Follow me for a second. So, if the mother can corporal punish or discipline the children physically, is it then okay for the husband to discipline his wife physically as well? How can you justify smacking your children who you have the covering over, but then you say it's wrong for the man to not strike his wife? The two go hand in hand. Do you love your wife? Yes, you do. But she crossed the line. She said something out of turn. She talked back. She did whatever. She put hands on you, maybe pushed you or something. Will you say then it's okay to backslap her? It's okay to beat her? It's okay to even cuss her out and do any sort of physical damage to her? Because you can also do verbal damage. Is it okay to do that to your child? So if you can sit here ladies and gentlemen and say that it's okay for the person who says they love you who cherishes you who would never do you wrong who would never turn their back on you if you were to say it's okay for that man to beat you and to cuss you and to embarrass you then go right ahead and do the same to your child but if you can tell me right now that that is wrong how can you then say it is okay to beat a small defenseless child who 100% depends on you. Until next time. You can win as long as you keep your head to the sky. Be optimistic. Mm -hmm. Well, that's it this week, guys. Really appreciate you guys for rocking with me one more time. Another week, another great show. Really appreciate you guys once again. As we continue to evolve day after day, week after week, month after month. The song choice earlier, the show was They Want Effects by Daz Effects. Remember that song? Man, play that over and over again. So it was really a cool vibe to try to go ahead and groove to that song. Remember, if you like, go ahead and like, press like share and of course of course subscribe all right so let's go get to it now it's time for our final word brothers and sisters i cannot address you as people who live by the spirit but as people who are still worldly mere infants in christ i gave you milk not solid food for you were not ready for it indeed you are still not ready you are still worldly for since there is jealousy and quarreling among you are you not worldly? 
are you not acting like mere humans? Or when one says, I follow Paul, and another, I follow Apollos, are you not mere human beings? What after all is Apollos? What is Paul? Only servants through whom you came to believe as the Lord has assigned to each his task. I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, but God has been making it grow. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God who makes things grow. Remember to spread love, share love, embrace love, for God is love. Until next time, peace.